1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. Good morning. You're listening to KSCO AM 1080 Santa Cruz, KOMY AM 1340 La Selva Beach, Watsonville. Six minutes past 10 a.m. on Saturday, September 6th, 2014. Friendly voice Aaron Shore with your local King of the Hill traffic and Central Coast weather brought live to you. Roadways in and around Santa Cruz are moving up and to the limit with no signs of any delay. Here in Santa Cruz, it is currently 60 degrees. Stay tuned for the Saturday special with your guest host, Humble Brian the Great. The, the Saturday special is brought to you by California Grill and Freedom, Los Animas Concrete in Santa Cruz, and Reverse Man Dan Casagrande. Reverse Man Dan, if you're a homeowner, 62 plus, you likely have money in hand. Learn how much money you can get in your hand right now without having to make a monthly mortgage payment by contacting Reverse Man Dan at 831-423-2900 or ReverseMandan.com. That's 831-423-2900. Or ReverseMandan.com. It's your money. And now, without further ado, here is Humble Brian the Great. Ah, we have a microphone. Well, hi. Uh, welcome to the Saturday Special uh, MZ asked me to sit in for him because he, he's out conquering the world for longevity. And uh, it's going to be a rip-roaring show today. And I, I was thinking a lot about what I wanted to say on this show. And, uh, you know, there's so many things going on uh, with our country and the world. And everywhere we turn, it seems that uh, the American people are sort of shackled and blocked and um, even when you try to do something good, there seems to be something that makes it impossible, like it's all rigged, it's all very hard. And I thought, what can I say on this show? What can I do to try to uh, solve some of these problems? So I happened to catch a CD uh, this morning. I just put on a CD from an old show. And it just seemed like the answer came. So uh, hang in. We're going to have a lot of fun. But this is the answer to our problems to start the show. We're going to hold our nation up now in the light and ask God to bless it. Think of those Senate buildings and those galleries. The White House, the Capitol building, the whole the whole Capitol area, all those senators coming and going, all their aides, all the press agents, all the all the speakers. Picture that whole thing we've all just witnessed, that whole area. Picture the White House, the Senate building, inside the chambers, all the area around it. Lord, we hold this up to you, Heavenly Father. Almighty, divine, Holy Spirit, giver of goodness, originator of power. Lord, we, we publicly call out to you here now. And we ask you to bless our nation, bless our capital, bless the senators, bless the congressmen, bless the aides, bless the military people. Bless 
Bless all the leaders, all the people in important positions in our nation. Now, Lord, let them become determined that they're going to do something great and right for this country. Let them be determined. Let them be touched. Let them be moved. Lord, have mercy. Let the good prevail. Pull this nation together. Strengthen this nation, Lord. Have mercy. Forgive the sins of this nation. Come into our land, Lord, all through the land. Bless it. Bless it. Touch every area, all through the schools, all through the government buildings and offices, on every level in this land, all around our shores and our borders. Lord, let your mighty power, let your divine fire and light, as we all put our hands in the air as a show of faith, as we call on you now, a nation that needs you, a nation that needs strength, a nation that needs uplifting and healing. We come to you, source of all goodness, source of all power and healing. We lift our nation up. We ask for mercy. We ask for forgiveness. We ask for divine power to come and take hold of this nation, to direct this nation, to direct the decisions and the moves of all these powerful men. Lord, have mercy and let our nation take the right course, that we prosper, that we remain free. Confound our enemies. Send away the evil that tries to come here. Purify our land. Bless us. Save us. We need you, God. We need you, mighty Holy Spirit. We need you in this land. We invite you in this land. We praise you for being in this land. We praise you and thank you that this radio station, that this beacon can go out all these miles and all these thousands of people can hear this show and know that you're still real, that you still have your power going out, that you allow great things to happen. You wouldn't allow us to praise you and come to you like this if you didn't still love this nation, if there wasn't still hope for America. We thank you. We praise you. We invite you. We are so glad, almighty, wonderful God, that we can come to you like this in freedom, without fear. We praise your holy name forever. Praise you, almighty God. Bless this nation. Ask all the prayer warriors, all God's light workers now, Whatever you know, whatever ability you have, offer it now. Offer it for your land, for your children, for those around you. Let there be freedom. Let there be brotherhood and sisterhood. Let there be understanding. Let there be healing. Let there be goodness in the land, sharing. Lift somebody. Forgive somebody. Touch somebody. Heal somebody. Share with somebody. Invite somebody. Love somebody. Help somebody to make it through. Time. 
time. I saw the omnipotence flaming pioneers over the heavenly verge which turns towards life come crowding down the amber stairs of birth. Forerunners of a divine multitude. Out of the paths of the morning star they came. Into the little room of mortal life. I saw them cross the twilight of an age. The sun-eyed children of a marvelous dawn. The messengers of the incommunicable. The architects of immortality. Into the fallen human sphere they came, carrying the Dionysian cup of joy. Approaching eyes of a diviner man. Their tread one day shall change the suffering earth and justify the light on nature's face. Good morning, a brighter day is here. Good morning, may we bring you cheer. We've got time, we've got tunes, we've got time, tunes and temperature. Get up and go, it's today you know on KFCO Radio. Good morning, now stay right here on KSCO Radio. Something really good better happen after that musical introduction. <laughs> I was about to burst into song, The Hills Are Alive, with the sound of music. Uh, folks, uh, you know, talk radio is, is an amazing thing. And uh, one of the great things about it is uh, many people listen to hear what other people are thinking, to find out they're not alone in their concerns and their anger and their frustration. And so... I really want to invite everyone today to call in, tell what your your ideas are, tell what you're uh, really unhappy about, or, or some idea. Why don't they do this instead of that? So, you know, don't hold back. If you have good ideas, if you have some passionate feelings that you think others should hear, even just to let them know they're not the only one who feels just like you, 
you really have a responsibility, a duty to call in today. There are lots of listeners and have your point of view heard. Even if you don't agree with what I'm saying, I, I don't know if that's possible, but maybe somehow by some far stretch you could possibly disagree with the humble one. But uh, feel free to call in because we need you and your neighbors and, and all the listeners. You need each other now. And we have to begin this unity, this healing process. Now, I'm supposed to switch microphones. So what do we do while I'm switching microphones? You're going to run. Okay. Hang on, folks. I'm going to run around to the other side of the table. I'm coming. I'm coming. Here I am. Wasn't too bad. Aaron thought I needed more exercise. I'm working with Aaron today. Oh, I gotta lower that mic a little. I'm working with Aaron today and he is excellent. He is just really so helpful and cooperative. I'm gonna move this mic again. Hang on. Okay. Now, something bothers me that came to my mind and uh, you might think it's a little thing, but in a way it's a big thing. And so I'm gonna talk about it. You know when you go to get your picture taken for a new license or a renewal. And they say now, no smiling. You're not allowed to smile. No, no, no. That's still a smile. That, that's, a, that's a wisp of a smile. And then when you look at people's driver's license or when a police officer or a judge or a jury looks at someone's picture from the files, they look sullen. They look sullen, uh, almost like a frown, like a uh, maybe they are a criminal, more like a criminal than a regular person. If you have a picture of a person with a smile on their face or just a bright half smile, they look like who they are. They look like a person, someone, someone who's likable. Their eyes are sparkling. Their face is smiling. And it looks like Betty Smith or whoever, you know who has a family, maybe has children, who's done things, who has friends, a person. But when you get that, everyone looks the same with the sullen, downcast, straight face, almost a criminal look, makes it much easier to convict someone, makes it much easier to uh, dehumanize, to have someone treated like they're not really anything. And I don't like that. I see that in our society in many ways. You run into it sometimes at counters, at some stores, or on the telephone some places. It's like, we we are running the show. We make all the rules. It's our, oh, no, that's our, our policy. You know, if you talk to certain people with a company when they're, obviously, you're not being treated right. Something happened that's obviously not right that they should be happy to correct, that they should even apologize about. And you'll get like, well, our policy, da, 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 and it's all very, uh, you know, computerized, uh, high-tech world. Uh, you know, it's our way. We say it's this way. Well, I'm here today, and I'm very grateful to be here today to announce to everyone listening and to the world, this is still America. And the Constitution, I remember, says that the government governs only by the consent of the people. The number one thing in this land is not the executive branch or the Congress or even the Supreme Court. The number one power in this land is the power 
of the American people. And we create the government. The government doesn't create us. We are not supposed to be afraid of our government. The government's supposed to be afraid of us. Not in like, well, they're coming to get us with rifles and guns. That's another matter. Hopefully, it would never be forced to come to that. But even that is sanctioned in the Constitution that if tyranny takes hold, it's the people's duty to rise up and tear it down. Now, it would be much better if we could do it by peaceful, uh, you know, civil means. But things are getting out of hand. And I want some people to call up and tell us some of your concerns, like I mentioned about the the driver's license uh, thing, the pictures on the driver's license. I don't like that. Uh, the pat-downs at the, at the airport, some of the things that go on. Uh, there are so many stories. And uh, institutionalized incompetence, uh, where uh, things don't seem to be done the way they should be done, according to simple common sense. So call in with some of your stories. Call in with some of your complaints. But don't be holding out. Don't be holding back. If you've got something to say, really want to hear from you on this show. The reason I started the show with a prayer is because there is seems to be a concerted effort by enemies of freedom, enemies from without and from within our country, to get the American people to give up on their country, to have you lose faith uh, in the government, in the system. A uh, long time I was hearing uh, that uh, the you know the immigration system is broken. That word broken. I thought, oh, pretty soon they'll be saying the system is broken. Now they're starting to say that. The immigration system isn't broken. The oaths of office are broken. The levels of integrity are broken. The uh, loyalty to the Constitution is broken. If we would enforce the laws and have the, the right amount of uh, manpower on the borders, there wouldn't be a problem, and no one would be saying the immigration uh, you know, system is broken. The uh, the immigration system is just fine if it will be enforced. In other words, we don't need 16,000 more IRS agents to harass and bother the American people, to bust into people's houses and take things away and say, you are guilty, now go prove you're innocent while we have all your money and resources to- tied up. That's un-American. That's against the people of the United States. We need 16,000 more border agents. How about that? Oh, he's a racist. He's a racist. He doesn't like Mexican people. No, I don't care who's coming over. I don't care what religion they are. I don't care what color they are. No nation can have wide open borders and survive. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's already a small army here of the crazies from the Middle East. Now we have a call here. I'm going to click right on the little green button like Aaron showed me. Hi, who we got here? This is Daniel from Watsonville. Hi, Daniel. What's up? Hey, you were talking about the DMV and the photography, and it's, it's my understanding, I don't know if it's every state now, but California has facial recognition cameras, so I don't know, maybe the smiles mess up the facial recognition. That could maybe be the issue. 
Well, that's too bad. That's their problem. We should be allowed to smile. A person should be able to look the way they want on their license. That's what I think. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm more concerned about the facial recognition technology. I mean, the technology is way beyond what most people realize. They're doing this technology behind our back, basically enslaving us, and we don't even know. I mean, it's going to get to the point where it's going to be like a minority report where you can't even walk around without facial recognition cameras everywhere. Well, yeah, these things concern a lot of people, and uh, I'm glad you brought it up. Can you think of any other examples of this kind of thing going on? I see cameras everywhere. Well, that's that's the idea. What I've heard, what the powers to be want, is they want to not only have you know the the uh, government uh, government or whatever the you know their cameras everywhere, but they also want to link into private security systems so they can basically monitor everything. You know, and a lot of people say, well, you know, you hear, well, I have nothing to hide. Well, I don't think all those people who died in Germany had anything to hide either. So, I mean, it concerns me, and hopefully, uh, more and more people as time goes on, because I think this. Uh, we're, we're moving into a very dangerous time, a very dangerous world, I believe. Well, yeah, technology has a lot of good benefits, but it's being misused, of course. You know, because usually the worst people connive and murder their way to the top. So uh, when they get something in their hands, uh, they'll, if they're not good people, they're going to use it the wrong way. So we have good and bad people in the government, and, uh, and whatever tools they have are going to be used for the good and the bad. Now, when I see those knockout films where these you know these deranged punks sneak up from behind <laughs> from an old person because they're double cowards and punch them in the head from behind and it gets caught on one of those cameras then i say oh that's good and they've caught some of them uh, oh sure it, it, it's you know it, it has uh, it has its benefits but uh, at the same time what I, what I don't like is the fact we're not being told about a lot of this technology they're sneaking it in and not telling us and i think we deserve to know what's happening. We're paying for it, so we should know. Yeah, there, a lot of stuff is being snuck in. Things have been snuck in that we don't even know about. That's what sneaking in is, I guess. And, uh, you know, we need legislators. Uh, and, and we need legislators, uh, you know, people in office who will care, who will honestly care and try to do try to do the right thing and try to begin to get some of this stuff undone or under control. But... How do you get the right people into office when a lot of the elections are rigged from the very beginning with the primaries? They don't let anyone good get past the primaries, or they push a candidate who has no chance of winning or has some flaw that's going to come up two weeks before the election, and they make sure that person gets in on the one side, and then the globalist person who's going to serve the you know the forces that want to uh, break the power of the American people and merge into some world tyranny, uh, those, uh, they, they, they rig it so that that person will win. So there's no one really running against them. I saw it in the election with uh, Barbara Boxer on the Senate election where the, uh, Fiorina, I wrote it on Facebook, I said she will, be, she will duck into the hospital just before the election because it was obvious to me that it was rigged for Boxer to win because she's a globalist. I don't see her being loyal to America. Sure enough, a week before the election or something like that, Fiorina goes into the, uh, the hospital and she didn't run much of a campaign anyway. And still she was in striking distance because uh, I was run, trying to run in that election as an independent and I needed 350,000 signatures to have a chance to make the ballot because you needed 170 some so you better have at least double. 
and uh, I had no chance to get the signatures. But it, as I was signing people up in all areas, everyone hated Barbara Boxer. Every single person I spoke to hated her or didn't like her. So that was the problem they had. They just rigged the other side and made sure she won. Well, look, that was a nice call. Thanks, thanks a lot. And call okay. again. I got another guy. Yep. Nice talking to you. Yep. Bye-bye. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, this is June. And um, I didn't hear part of it, uh, what you were saying, but the, the man from Watsonville, I agree with him. Um, I, I agree with what you're saying, too, about the, the photographs on um, licenses. How pathetic, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're told not to smile. Um, then the other fellow saying, though, the, the face recognition things, and it spurred to me one of so many things I'm unhappy about, but is a similar kind of tracking thing called, you know, the RFID chips that are being put in everything and in credit cards, in licenses, in um, school backpacks of children in local Santa Cruz school, you know, mm. with the uh, with the idea that, oh, it's protecting them. But you know what? Baloney. How many years have people been around to be and been okay with their kids and their students and, you know, the parents with their kids and they don't have to have RFID chips? I was at a dance last night and the person at the gate, the door taking the tickets or selling them, said, I need to stamp you. Now, he said, I can either stamp you with this stamp of a, you know, colored image or... I can uh, give you an RFID chip. What? And he Whoa. did it on purpose. How's he giving out? Uh, uh, he's he's going to like embed, this won't hurt too much. He's going to like put it under your skin? What? Well, it's a total joke, but it was an <laughs> educational thing to find out. And we were shocked. I was. I, I finally stood and watched because many, many people didn't have a clue. And then we had to, you know, he had to explain it to them, and that was a very educational thing for people. Some people did, but, you know, you have to think about it, right? You're not going into a dance, and, and you go, oh, my God, no, I'll take the stamp. But it was educational. Anyway, I thought that was pretty pretty neat on that person's part. That's okay, so what are we going to do? I'm, I'm really opposed to that, the surveillance of people uh, having chips and then using it as a guide that's going to protect your car, credit card or your life library thing and help every you know um it's just baloney and i'm sorry i'm getting so upset talking about it because it's horrible oh i i'm I'm married and believe me you you don't sound too upset (laughs) to me (laughs) When, (laughs) when my wife gets upset it's like unbearable and the worst thing about it is she's usually right oh terrible oh well yay to you for saying that well listen it's uh it's not. So what do we do? It's, well, first of all, it's not often that. I, well, one thing I want to do. Where was that venue? Where was that concert? What hall? Where was it? Well, I you know what. It was actually um, out of town. It wasn't. It was in. A, it was out of the state. I was somewhere else. I see, and you have to keep your whereabouts uh, hush hush for some reason. I understand. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you might. It might have something to do with all this. But uh, who was behind it is what I'm getting at. Was it the hall or was it the people running the event? Oh, you mean the thing about the joke? The chip. Oh, oh no, he was, oh, he was joking. There wasn't really a chip. Oh, asking people, you know, we're saying. Oh, I thought. We're saying well, a choice. Ah, uh, well, nothing surprises me yeah. these days. I thought it was true. I thought, oh, yeah, all right, they're trying to, they're trying to tag no, people. No, but it could be. Of that, but no, it's just a joke, and it was kind of a joke, period. Mm-hmm. And then it was 
starting to see how many people understood or were educated about the idea. So it wasn't in, in Santa Cruz because if it was, people would know because Santa Cruz people are very smart, very well read. Oh yeah. And in fact, like the like one one paper, the Connection Magazine educates people about that stuff all the time for our for you know, and I love that because they've talked they've talked about RFID checks, geo. GMOs, everything, pesticides, on and on. But um, that's what we need to do is stay educated. And hallelujah to the people in Santa Cruz area and Monterey Bay. Keep it up. But what are you, you're going to tell me, you're going to help me. What are you going to help me on this with thing about the RFID chip? What help can there be? The first thing is people have to realize that it's a serious matter. I call it, I call it candy-coated tyranny. If anyone out there wants to write there a book with me, I'm, I'm working on some other things and I don't have the time to fully finish the book. So if someone wants to collaborate, get in touch with me. I, I want to finish a book called Candy Coated Tyranny. Well, you want to save the earth, don't you? Well, then we got to take this away from you. Oh, well, you want the animals to be okay, don't you? Well, then we got to do this. You know, and it's all these really good, fine excuses to infringe on your freedom, to encroach on your liberty, and to uh, to ch- fundamentally change America. I don't like it. I don't like it. Now, uh, it's not often that a woman gets to say everything she's upset about. So, why don't you tell well, us anything else that's bothering you? Go ahead. Well, one thing I'm going to say right now, I know you mean well on this, but when you said about the animals, and you know what, Um, animals, I I don't want to put in that mix, animals have rights, and I don't think that they are given those. I don't think that animals are respected in our nation. Well, Um, yeah, I haven't eaten meat for 50 years or something. But uh, no, I'm all for animals. I see them as divine creatures. But I'm talking about someone will use the idea, we're going to protect the animals, we're going to protect the children, we're going to protect the water, and then they they overreach to encroach on the liberties. That's what I was saying. You know what, part, let me apologize to you because I get it now what you're saying on that. And, yeah, right on because they want to put RFID chips in animals, and they already are. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they could even be put into people, things like that, from a long What happened? Then, I'm not going about that because I know people would then go, she's not. There, you not know, there, there have to be some very stringent laws about the use of these things and severe penalties for overreaching like someone just loses their position, etc. Otherwise, it's it's just, you know, they're getting more and more uh, technology. They can look right through the walls into your home now. They can oh, I know. They, absolutely. They can see right now my my waving with my hands at them in, in the satellite. <laughs> well, you're, you're fully clothed, aren't you? I'm clothed, but oh, okay. my fingers All right, that's good. have moved. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> that, it's a good thing in wartime. For a war weapon, where you have to go through, you know, you're looking for some crazy lunatics somewhere, and and you think maybe instead of our soldier going in and have to face a firefight by surprise, even they can look through the walls and see. That's a great thing, but then it'll get misused by the punks, you know, by by the sissies even who have taken over. You know, the sissies have taken over the intellectual, you know, soft stepping, soft spoken. Uh, 
phonies with uh, daggers behind their backs, you know, and at, at every level you see them very politely and in the kindest possible way ruining everything. Don't get me started. <laughs> oh, okay, but you said, you said um, it's a very good thing, like you can look in and see who's behind the wall. You know, that could be a good thing in an instant, but why the heck, why the heaven are we doing things that are about killing people. When I hear, oh, we're, you know, so many more people, they're going to be, they're not going to be on the ground. They're, you know, what baloney. We, we're not on this planet to kill people. We're on this planet to live together, tolerate, learn, appreciate, and get it together. Yeah. I'm going to leave on that. All right. Well, great talking to you. Really nice okay. call. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Huh? All right. All right. What, what's, the name, what's the name of the you're working on candy uh, candy coated tyranny i want someone to collaborate with me and finish that book i don't have time i'm working on too many other world shaking product projects and, and well, well i'm working on a few things too but i'll tell you what i'd put a, i'd put a, a chapter in or a few sentences <laughs> well there's an that's an idea maybe there are a few people out there who who uh think they could write a chapter and it could be a collaboration that would be good well uh you know leave your name with the call screener call up uh, 475 instead of 479 and leave your name and uh I'll, I'll find a way you can send me something and it'll be uh, respected as your work if you if you want to contribute all right just an idea thank you yeah. uh, for for bringing this concept up and to open up to people yeah thanks for the call very very nice so, uh, folks, you're welcome to call in. This is uh, the Saturday special, KSCO 1080, the freest radio station in the world. And uh, I appreciate uh, Michael Zwirling uh, allowing me to sit in for him. It's an honor. Michael's a great radio man. He's really some, quite a person, a grand person, and so is his mom, Kay. They're grand people. Um, I want to do a shout out for Dr. Chen at the uh, Dominican Hospital. He's a, he's a facial and bone reconstruction surgeon, and he took a poor boy in uh, just uh, yesterday and did a magnificent uh, procedure operation on, on his face and jaw. And uh, just a kind, skilled, wonderful man, Dr. Brian Chen, if I recall. Let me look here because I got a, a text about it. And I'm going to double check. I want to get his name right because I want to give him a, a proper shout out. Here it is right here. His name is Brian Cheng. May God bless you, Mr. Cheng, for doing such a, a generous, excellent thing. You're, you're a good person. So uh, that's that. Uh, now, uh, we're going to move on with the show. And there are a lot more things to talk about. Uh, I also had some thoughts about the Ferguson thing. I don't want to really bring all that up again. But there does seem to be a concerted effort by some to create racial strife in this country. And, uh, you know, I resent it. I, it's, uh, it's, I'm concerned about it. When I saw the video of, of the, the young man who was shot, when I saw the video of him in the store, putting a little choke hold on the little guy from India probably and slamming him against the the back thing, you know, just a, a, a vicious, mean, arrogant punk. And then, and then the guy still tried to say, you got to pay me for that stuff. And then he turned around like, I'm going to really pound you now. So a bully. And uh, my, my initial feel, and then what was it? Like a few minutes later, he's dead on the street. 
Got to watch messing with those little guys from India. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, when, when it first happened, you know, my, my initial feeling about it was, well, of course he shouldn't have been shot, even for what he did in the store, not for the stealing, not for the, the strong arming of the guy. And, and then he's out on the street walking down the middle of the street, I guess affecting traffic a little, and the cop says, get on the pavement. And he still keeps walking down the middle of the street. Here was a guy who was looking for trouble. He was looking for trouble. He was making trouble, and he was looking for trouble. And he found it. My initial feeling was like, well, he didn't deserve to be shot down, even though he was a punk. He was an arrogant, you know, violent, uh, you know, nasty punk. But I felt like, well, you know, one less, not one less black guy, one less punk, one less troublemaking punk. But I thought about it more. And I remember, you know, George Foreman, the great boxing champion who now sells backyard grills and stuff. He was like that. George Foreman was uh, a very nasty, tough kid, angry kid. He beat up people. He did things. Who knows what all he did. But he had a chance to change. He got into boxing. He found someone took him under their wing and became like a father figure to him. And he became a fighter. And then he became a champion fighter. And now, can you find a sweeter man in the world than George Foreman? He just, it's a pleasure to see him on TV. If he was selling donkey whips, I'd want to buy one. You know, he's just a sweetheart. And so, I concluded in the end that it's really too bad that that kid in Ferguson didn't have a chance to change. Maybe he wouldn't have changed. Maybe he would have got worse. Maybe he had, there's 50 or 100 things he did that we don't even know about. A few of them that he should have been shot for. We don't know. But it's too bad he didn't get a chance to change and become a great person. Maybe he would have. Maybe he wasn't all bad. That's my little take on that. Now we've got a, a call here. And I'm going to invite someone in. Welcome to the Saturday special. Are you there? Yeah. Hi. Who's this? Hi. Uh, my name's Jeff from Salinas. Jeff, why are you bothering us? What do you want? Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I tuned in when you were saying that uh, we should not fear our government. And you're so right, but I am just amazed at how many of the younger generation don't really seem to get that. They're uh, more compliant than any of us. Were. I'm pushing 60 here. And so I remember a little bit about the 60s and the 70s. And mm-hmm. I see it. this has been going on for a long time. Slowly but surely, we're giving up our rights. I don't want to say we're losing them because we're voluntarily giving them up. And you remember back uh, when no-knock entry was a big issue for police. They wanted the ability to just go in in certain circumstances. Well, you never hear about no-knock entry anymore because they're all no-knock. You know, even when they say police, they don't give the person a chance to open up and say, you know, can I help you? No, it's it's police. Boom, knock your door down. And how many times have they gotten the wrong house and they're dragging people out of their house because they think they might be selling drugs or something? Um, and the one that has gotten me frosted, um, I have not yet been through and uh, uh Security, not security, a uh, um, drunk driving checkpoint, a vehicle checkpoint. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sure that if I do go through that, I'm going to be in trouble because the question is, have you had anything to drink? And that's just so wrong. We're in a free society not supposed to be randomly run through some checkpoint like it's uh, Nazi Germany or something. We're supposed to have freedom of movement. Now, if I'm driving down the road radically, you know, giving right. the cop a reason to pull me over, th then I can understand that. Mm -hmm. I, I believe in we're a nation of laws. But to just funnel everybody through there so they can shine their light, and I've talked to people who have been through them, they shine the light in the car after they said, no, they haven't had anything to drink, just looking for something. It's like they're preparing us for that to be the norm. They're preparing That's us for, like... Uh, Any time you're driving around, the police might stop you for some really good reason, candy-coated tyranny, for some yeah. really good reason because they're looking for somebody or they're going to stop uh, drinking or drugs in the car, uh, you know, all kinds of good reasons. And they get people used to it until uh, everyone's uh, showing their papers and getting in line and getting in step and not even saying a word. People have the feeling you can't even say a word to the police because they'll just, they'll just uh, arbitrarily put the cuffs on you and drag you in. And you can prove you're innocent. That's right, but we're f fearful now. And you're right. You're so right. The reason I called it, you are so right. We should not be fearful of our government and, and the conditioning. There's subtleties, and I don't see the commercial anymore, but you might remember the cheese commercial where people are coming through ca to California, and they're being questioned, why are you coming to California? And they all say, the cheese. Except <laughs> the one, remember the one guy says, Yosemite. And they say, step aside, sir. Oh, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it, it's funny great. and it's cute, but it, but it makes a great point too, really. Yeah, the point is, are we gonna? Am I? My parents live in Oregon. Am I gonna be questioned why I'm going to Oregon now? Do I have to tell them? Oh, my parents live here. Their address and everything. You know, so we're not free anymore. Well, uh, you know, here at, at KSCO, we really are concerned about security matters for the country. And also, I don't want you to get the wrong idea, but uh, why, why are you going to Oregon? We, yeah. we would like to know and maybe do a little checking. Do a little check. Is the GPS tracking us or, you know, yeah, yeah uh, it's a scary world. And I'm just amazed at how many people are so compliant with it, and I guess they just don't think about it much. We're, you know, watching TV and playing with our idiot phones. They well, call yeah. them smartphones. They yeah. idiot they, phones. They, you know, we're still allowed to be comfortable, to have enough to eat and lots of toys and, you know, the TV shows and all that. And, and we're kind of kept happy, like you give a kid a little toy, now he'll stop yelling and demanding happy. things. Yeah. Put him over yeah. there. But meanwhile... The noose is tightening. And people say, oh, I don't know if that will happen. But you were talking about cheese, and it reminded me. If you want to know whether or not those who have the ability will continue to encroach and continue to shackle the American people until they have all the power and everyone's scared, here's how you, you can check on it. Take a nice, yep. smelly piece of cheese, put it out somewhere where the rats go by, you know, at night and so on. And then the next morning... If the cheese is still there, then you know it's going to be okay. But if somehow the cheese is gone, then that pretty much makes the point. 
because the rats will go for the cheese every time. And the connivers and the villains will will connive and scheme and and cheat and murder their way to the top because they have they're afflicted. You know, they have mental and emotional problems and they they're able to make a very good front, wear a nice suit uh, suit and speak in uh, good language, but uh it's not uh you know, there's a lot more to the package and they're they're Desperately wicked. That's the Bible. The art of deception. They're desperately (laughs) wicked. They've got to have power because they're so full of fear, and and they they don't know God and they don't know themselves, and that's how it is. I'm I'm glad you mentioned God because the further we get away from God, the closer we get to tyranny and apathy and all these things that will be our downfall. That's why we need God. That's why we have to raise up the the faith and the spirit of America in this country uh, because we really need to remember that God is on the throne, that God is real. Do we understand? Can we say exactly what God is and all that? No, no. But no, it's, not a, it's, it's not a religious matter and it's not a political matter. It's a spiritual matter. If we come together in unity with the feeling that there is a higher power, that there is a power, we don't know everything. We could be angry about something. We don't even know the whole story. We don't even know what's really going on all the facts but there is a higher power a pure consciousness that does know and i say this from experience it's not something i choose to believe and if we remember there is a higher power and if we remember that higher power has always swung in behind america yes we have faults yes we did terrible things as a country but in in general america uh, intends to be good americans are very generous giving loving kind very good people so of the world. <clears throat> yes, and, 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 and we're the hope of the world. And we have to remember all together that there is that higher power and we have to go to it, get in touch with it, whatever way, whatever practice, whatever, you know, from the yoga mat to the church to the temple, whatever it is, get in touch with that higher power, call it in, and we have to unite. We can no longer be looking at each other as different, different color, different, different race. We've got to see each other as countrymen, as Free people that need to work together to to do what's necessary to hold this country together. You know, the biggest hope of the enemies of freedom are that America will tear itself apart with racial strife and class warfare and all that kind of thing. And that's what's happening right now. Divide and conquer. And that's what gives them the edge. We've got to get it back together. We need prayer. We need that spirit. And we need to be good to each other. We need to really seriously be good. You say, oh, the spirit of America is gone. Oh, the faith. Oh, you can say all that. But no, if you keep it in your heart and I keep it in my heart, and we greet that, you know, the people that feel lowly or they feel left out. You give them a little nod on the street. Give them a little smile, a yeah. little nod. You do what you can. Uh, it, it changes everything. We can hold it. We can hold that spirit. We can hold that faith. And if, if enough people do that, we cannot be defeated. Yeah, you're right. We learn to, we need to learn to walk by each other in the morning and say good morning and greet, you know, eye-to-eye contact, which is lacking. Yeah, look away from the cell phone just for a second when someone's coming down the street. Look away from your cell phone just for a second. You can poke at it again just in two (laughs) seconds. And and just, hi, good morning. I was down in L.A., and and there are old people walking around on the streets. They are so afraid. You know, I come by, and and, and I I wait to catch their eyes. Some, they just look at the ground, hoping I'm not going to do something, you know. And and some of them, they look up, and I catch their eye every chance I can. I say, 
Good morning. Hi. Good morning. You know, some of them say hi back and some of them just go by. They're afraid to even say hello. Some you know? of them are shocked, like nobody's ever said good morning. Yeah, there must be something wrong with this guy. He must be a kook. He said good morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stay away from him. Well, I want to I listen to some more people calling, but I want to thank you very much for taking my call. Oh, it was a great conversation. Call again anytime. Okay, you have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, we need some calls here. We need lots of calls coming in because people want to hear you. People want to hear what you have to say. We still got four minutes before the break. Is that right, Aaron? We, we, we still got four minutes before the break. Time for a good call. We actually have up until the uh, top of the hour. That's what I mean, yeah. That's four minutes according to the big clock in here. So uh, this is still America. And we still have our Constitution. It's still the supreme law of the land. And uh, when they knock on your door you, and, and act big, you say, do you have a warrant? Open the door. Do you have a warrant? Open this door. Go get a warrant. Open this door right now. I'll drag you out of there. Go get a warrant. That's what you tell them. And record that conversation while you're doing it. We've got someone here. Who is this? I don't have a name. Anyway. Okay. Who we got here? Hello. Hello. Hi, this is Marcella from Salinas. I just tuned in. Hi, Marcella. Hi, I don't know exactly what your topic is, but if you're talking about America as being a free country, um, I hate to rain on your parade, but we have a medical tyranny. The top Internet story on natural news with Mike Adams, the health ranger, with National Vaccine Information Center from Safe Minds, was about the CDC whistleblower who 10 years ago in 2004, along with his fellow scientists, declared that there was no connection between vaccines and autism. Mm -hmm. And the many of the studies were fraudulent. Yep. There was one that um, they manipulated the, the data that showed that African-American children had almost four times the amount of autism uh, because of their MMR being given before 36 months, they knew this. They buried it. Yeah. Now, why? Do, why do you think? Why do you think that that was intentionally done? Okay, because vaccines are the sacred cow in this country. They generate billions of dollars. Follow yeah, the money. Yeah, we know that. But why do you think that was done to black children to make them appear as victims? Well, they are victims. Have you ever seen a severely autistic child? Because their their life is ruined. I have an. I've seen mostly. Son. I've seen mostly white children. But uh, real quick about you raining on my parade. You're not raining on any parade. Had you heard the beginning of the show, you would understand that I'm not saying everything's good and right and free in America. I'm saying it's still America. We still have a constitution, and what you're telling, the things you're telling about, are un-American. That's not what? America. That's not what America is supposed to be. And we're not supposed to say it's all bad. It's no, it's not free. No, we're supposed to well, say this is criminal. That's right. CDC. That's right. Our own CDC, our own government. And that's in the Denmark study that said there was no connection. The author of that was a Dr. Thornson, mm -hmm. who's on the 10 most uh, wanted on the inspector general's list. How come they're not uh, extricating him from Denmark here. 
this is affecting all our children. This is mm-hmm. criminal. Well, here you are. I mean, get here, real. You, here you are in the free country of America, voicing your opinion out, and thousands of people yeah. are hearing it. And it's a real issue, and it's a serious issue, and it's un-American behavior. And everyone listening who's concerned should get in touch, find a way to get it. You should have a website. If you had a website, I'd announce it right now, and maybe well, hundreds go to of YouTube, people well, they don't want you to know about vaccines. But how come KSBW, how come CNN is not covering this? They ruined Dr. Wakefield's life. He was right. And, you know, God bless this whistleblower. Now he's being silent. He's probably being threatened with his life. Cover real issues and the horrible things happening in this country. Well, we and just it, covered- it happened to my son. We're not African-American, but that's just one of the studies where they declared there's no connection. And we're, we're talking about his autism we're talking about brain damaged children yep we're losing our boys by 2032 all boys will be on the spectrum now do you think this is do you do you think this is an intentional program yeah it's called eugenics Uh uh-huh uh-huh it's called eugenics thinning out the herd thinning out the herd right that's right that's right all right well you got to keep talking it up. You got to say it here on KSCO, freest radio station in the world. Oh. And we got a break right now. Thanks for the call. Okay, you're welcome. Bye. You got about a minute and a half left, Brian. Xed out a bunch of calls. Can you bring them back? You see all the reds there. I think I clicked on the wrong thing here. Any any callers out there? Bring them on, or is it too late? Um, you got about a minute left to talk if All you right, want there's to. There's no callers anyway. See, <clears throat> this this woman called up passionately and told about an evil in our land. This is what we have to do. We don't say, oh, America's gone. Oh, there's no hope. It's not a free country anymore. You say, this is America. It's supposed to be a free country. This kind of stuff's not supposed to be going on. And you talk it up. You get people to join you. You start a website. You start a movement. Where's Barbara Boxer? And by the way, a fine lady who just called. Uh, There's a senator named Barbara Boxer who's supposed to care about you and your son. Call her office and tell about this. And ask them if you can record the call. Because Barbara Boxer is supposed to be representing us. She's supposed to be helping us with our problems. So where's Barbara Boxer? Where's Sam Farr? They're supposed to be our elected officials. You're going to just keep electing them? They should have been on that phone. They should be out there complaining. It's time for a break, Brian. It's time for a break. Don't get me started. Okay. Folks, you're listening to KSCO AM 1080 Santa Cruz and KOMY AM 1340 La Selva Beach, Watsonville. It is now 11 a.m. Stay tuned next hour for hour number two of the Saturday special. CBS News, I'm Jim Taylor. Surprising reversal from President Obama on immigration reform. CBS News correspondent Juliana Goldman confirming he will delay taking executive action on immigration until after the midterm elections. In terms of some of the considerations, look, in midterm elections, turnout is already low. It's not like this would have necessarily boosted turnout among Democratic voters dramatically. It could have, on the other hand, revved up Republicans on the right and possibly enhanced their turnout. White House says the president still intends to impose executive immigration reform without Congress before the end of the year.
To try to stop the spread of Ebola, lockdown in Sierra Leone. Hard hit by the Ebola virus, Sierra Leone ordered a four-day national lockdown. That means from September 19th to the 21st, no one in the country can leave their homes. More than 20,000 people will be deployed to make sure residents stay indoors. Officials say the move will allow health workers to isolate new cases and prevent the deadly disease from spreading further. Ebola has claimed more than 2,000 lives. 500 in the last week alone. Larry Miller, CBS News, London. Fighting the flu with a single-dose treatment. Here's CBS's Barry Bagnato on the Health Watch. At an infectious disease conference here in Washington, researchers are reporting that a single-dose flu treatment is safe and effective. In two studies, a shot of paramivir was administered within 48 hours of the onset of flu-like symptoms. Compared to a placebo, it reduced the time it took for symptoms to disappear by about 22 hours. The drug has been approved in South Korea and Japan for four years. Years. There currently is no single-dose treatment available in the U.S. Search boats on the scene of what could be the wreckage of that private American plane that crashed off Jamaica. Major Basil Jarrett's with the Jamaican Defense Force. We have one of our offshore patrol vessels uh, from the JDF Coast Guard in the area. They're working in tandem with a U.S. Coast Guard cutter, which arrived at the search area. We also have a helicopter in the air helping to coordinate that mission. Ghost plane flew hundreds of miles with an unresponsive pilot, a couple of F-15s shadowing it until it reached Cuban airspace, crashed into the waters just off Jamaica. Pilot Larry Glazer and his wife Jane from Rochester, New York, presumed dead. Searchers have found no trace of Malaysia Airlines Flight 370, but they are making other discoveries. The observations and data discovered so far in the more than 23,000 square mile search for the airliner have already revealed previously unknown underwater volcanoes and mountains. That's all valuable in predicting tsunamis or discovering how the continents formed, according to Dr. Stuart Minchin with Geoscience Australia. There will be many scientists around the world very interested in this information because it is um, of a very uh, relatively unknown part of the ocean. You know, it is uh, going to be a unique data set for this part of the world. That's Steve Dorsey. This is CBS News. I'm here to tell you about an amazing acne treatment that even Proactive says is better than Proactive. It's called Proactive Plus. It's totally better, totally advanced. Proactive Plus is their best, most effective solution ever from the number one name in acne care. If your goal is a flawless complexion, call 1-800-390-3436. Call now to get free shipping. 1-800-390-3436. 1-800-390-3436. It's the most advanced technology available. Engineered with over 200 million sensory receptors. Its all-terrain design is beautifully formed. Weather-resistant, reliable, astonishingly high performance in even the most challenging of circumstances. And it is also the finest search technology in the world. There's nothing else quite like a search dog. Be part of the search. Go to searchdogfoundation.org to see how you can help. You're listening to KSCO AM 1080 Santa Cruz, KOMY AM 1340 LaSalva Beach, Watsonville. It is currently four minutes past 11 a.m. Today is Saturday, September 6, 2014, and currently 59 degrees at KSCO Studios. Friendly voice, Aaron Chover, your local King of the Hill traffic and Central Coast weather brought live to you. Roadways in and around Santa Cruz seem to be traveling up and to the limit. No signs of any delays out there from what I can see. 
Road and weather conditions at 68, Highway 68 West at Portola in Monterey. It looks like uh, vehicles are parking on the ramps near the highway. Units are at the scene as of 10 this morning. A traffic hazard in the Hollister area at 101 southbound, just north of Tennant. Looks like no further details on what the hazard is. We will bring those to you as follows. Units are at the scene as of now. Your northern Monterey Bay Central Coast weather forecast for today. Continuing with highs in the lower 70s by the early afternoon. Light winds becoming southwest 5 to 10 miles per hour. Your boaters forecast for your northern Monterey Bay coastal waters. South winds 10 knots. Wind waves 2 feet or less. Mixed swell northwest 3 to 5 feet at 8 seconds. And south 3 feet at 17 seconds. This is KSCOAM 1080 Santa Cruz. KO. MYAM 1340 La Selva Beach, Watsonville. Stay tuned for hour number two of the Saturday special with your guest host, Humble Brian. But beforehand, here is a word from our sponsors. The Saturday special is brought to you by Los Animas Concrete in Santa Cruz, California Grill in Freedom, and by the following sponsor. It's your money. Homeowner 62 plus. The equity you have in your home is money in your bank account. Hi, I'm Dan Casagrande, the Central Coast reverse mortgage expert with Security One Lending, America's number one reverse mortgage company. With a reverse mortgage from Reverse Man Dan, you can use your money when you want, for whatever you want, and you will never have to make a monthly mortgage payment. Hi, I'm Bennett, Rio Del Mar. I had nowhere to turn, and it looked like I was going to lose my house. And because of Dan, I didn't. And it was amazing. I just didn't know how we could do it, but he did. And he never minded when I called. Your equity is your money. A reverse mortgage with me, reverse man Dan, with Security One Lending, will give you access to your money, and you will never have to make another monthly mortgage payment. Call me, reverse man Dan, and I will tell you how much money you can have right now. 831-423-2900. Or ReverseManDan.com. Security One Lending, NMLS ID 107636. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Number 413-1074. Equal housing lender. Oh, hello, darling. I hate to hang up on you, but... I'm sorry, baby, but I have to go. It's time for that wonderful record show. humble one and I'm sitting in for MZ you know when you're walking along uh, I remember in the school different places and you start seeing trash here and there on the street and uh, you know maybe it gets cleaned up then there's again and again after a while it becomes accepted 
that it's just trash. You know, people drop their trash and, uh, you know, there's uh, the streets are dirty or whatever. I, I, I noticed that with the government. You, you have a, a big scandal like the Benghazi thing. First of all, those of you who don't know it, the embassy of a nation is their territory. When someone attacks that embassy, they are attacking, same as attacking the homeland, the territory of that country. The United States was attacked. Our ambassador was murdered. I heard worse, not just murdered. I heard other very bad things happen. And the whole thing was mismanaged. Hopefully it was just mismanaged. was mismanaged and then uh, swept aside. Terrible scandal. Terrible, terrible event that happened and nothing was done about it. Uh, supposedly they caught somebody a lot later and something, you know, happened. But uh, there was no real response. So America looked like a, an impotent, a big, fat, impotent uh, person, you know, big entity. Then uh, we, we also had the, uh, the IRS being misused for political reasons. This is a powerful branch of government with a lot of power being used to harass and even ruin organizations and people that did not agree with the government in power. That is so un-American. That is so tyrannical. That is a serious matter, especially when the IRS is used like that. It's a very serious matter. Put aside. Put aside. Uh, their investigations, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one thing after another after another. Anyone wants to call in and tell more of them, I'm you know, busy here watching the time and everything, and I, I can't have my mind out there covering everything like I'd like to. But uh, you're aware that it's been one really outrageous scandal after another after another. And so it gets like the trash. What's happened is the bar has been lowered. It's becoming normal to have awful, unacceptable government scandals. It's become the norm. It used to be was totally outrageous. Presidents have resigned. Presidents have been forced out of office for just one such event. Now we got so many of them, it's become normal. Yeah, what else is new? Oh, they did that. They did that. Oh, you know, he, he kicked a little puppy. Yeah, well, you know. So this lowers the esteem, the integrity, the image, the, you know, the, the entire, you might say spirit, but there's a better word. Someone call up with a better word of America. It lowers our level of integrity. It lowers our expectations. And that's exactly what it's designed to do. It's like you get the feeling the government doesn't care. We don't care what you think. Yeah, we did this. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, we'll be laughing about it over cocktails tonight and cigars. Oh, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You step out of line, you know. We, we, can, we can arrest you now. We can do this. We, can, we got this... Patriot Act, we can decide you're a terrorist. You call up complaining and yelling and happen to edge, edge into, just on the edge of saying the wrong thing. We can come get you. That's not America. That's not America. This is still the United States of America. We still have a constitution. We are still a free people and a free country. And you demand on it. You insist on it. Do not accept it. Do not get discouraged. And do not give up on your country. Give up on the leaders. Give up on the rats and the, and the sneaks 
who are who are just trying to control and and dominate and uh you know own everything get rid of them but you keep electing the same ones where's barbara boxer yelling about any of these scandals where's uh mr farr sam farr yelling and carrying on about nope the party comes first when you have a politician who puts the party before the country you have a betrayer you have someone who is betraying their sacred oath of office to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And when the government does these outrageous things and tramples on your rights and ruins good people and misuses its power, that is unconstitutional. And these senators and these congressmen are supposed to stand up and yell about it. They're supposed to say, I took an oath to defend the Constitution, which is the same as defending the freedom of the American people. And they're not. But you'll vote for Barbara Boxer again, won't you? And you'll vote for Sam Farr again. Why? Do you have a death wish? Now, there are some things we can all agree on. There may be some liberals, some progressives. Oh, we're progressive, yes. Very progressive. So, you may, we may disagree about a lot of things. But there are some things we can all agree on. Everyone wants freedom. Oh, well, how do you define freedom? Yeah, let's intellectualize it. Let's intellectualize and bring up all this. All, show how smart you are while you destroy the whole concept. Freedom. How about freedom as outlined in the Constitution of the United States? That's a pretty good start. You can say what you want. You can pray how you want or not pray. You can gather peacefully to assemble and, and give the government your grievances. You can remove a government that does not, uh, th- that is not for freedom, that does not support your constitution. All the basic rights. How about that for freedom, for starters? We can all agree on freedom. We can all agree that we want, we don't want to see little children harmed. Oh, well look what's happening over there and we drop bombs here. Well, that's un-American. If innocent people are being harmed by our weapons, That's against the will of the American people. No American is going to stand up and say, yeah, I wanted that village bomb. Yeah, I wanted that, you know, for no reason, for a mistake. So don't get confused. That's the trick of the enemy, is to get you to believe your country's bad. Your country is not bad. Your country is wonderful. Your country is a blessing from God, and your constitution was inspired from higher realms by godly men. They weren't perfect. Some of them had slaves, but it was, and, and they intended for it to be removed later. They could not get the Constitution without letting that be for the time being. But these were people who believed in, in the higher power, and they wanted a country that would really be free and a country that would honor that higher power. We've got to get back to that. You, you do it in your mind, you do it in your conversations, you live that way, and you believe in America. Don't stop believing in America. Stop believing in the rotten, dishonest politicians who are betraying you with every breath they take and every word they, they speak. There are a few good ones. What's the answer? Get behind an unknown. Oh, he has no chance to win. That's why he has no chance to win. I could have beaten Barbara Boxer. If I had ever gotten her into a debate, I would have torn her to shreds. She would have looked like the fool and the betrayer that she is. If I had had a chance, but everyone said he can't win, therefore I couldn't win. If you don't back unknowns, if you don't back good unknowns, you can't get your country back. 
We've got a call here. Hello. Good morning, my friend. My name is Thomas from Watsonville. Yes. Hi, Thomas. I really am intrigued by the title of your book, That Candy Coated Tyranny. And I want to make a few comments about the referendum progress and where I think Okay, Thomas, Thomas, hang on a second now. You got to talk a little louder or a little closer to the phone because we want to hear what you're saying. Go ahead, please. Can you hear me now? That's better. Okay, I, I wanted to, uh, to follow up on the intriguing title of your book. I think our referendum pro- process, the massive amounts of propositions indicate we are good people and we do care, but the consent of the governed has been taken away uh, in our power over those that govern us. We just don't seem to be able to leverage the consent, our consent, which we lend all the power to the, to the politicians through our consent. We seem to have lost it. So we have propositions that we don't believe our representatives will represent us. This is an ominous thing. It's been still increasing the last 60 years. I don't know. But there's a couple of places I think we've turned wrong that I think we can make amends. One is that we have people voting that have no stake. Now, originally, as I recall, before the Civil War, before those crazy amendments, the 13th to the 18th, uh, you couldn't vote unless you owned land or real property. And then that was subject to tax, but not wages. Suddenly, after the Civil War, wages are taxable, and people with income can write things off. And then everyone can vote, which put a lot of people with no stake in the game. That worked well. But then that popular vote did something the founders never believed, elected senators. They would be elected by state legislatures. Yeah, all right. Now, here, here's the thing about that. If you don't have virtue in a country, if you do not have leaders that want to serve selflessly, that really do care and really want to do the right thing, then whoever chooses the senators, it'll, it won't be any good because they'll, they'll elect some fellow crook. So uh, we need more virtue. We have to demand that people who get into office are really virtuous people. I didn't say religious. I no. said virtuous. No how they live, you know, that they live right and, and that, that, you know, you take your best shot. But the ones that are brought in by the system, I don't know that we have any hope anymore with the ones that are backed by the big money in the system. And if the people don't get behind a little guy who's got the right heart and the right intentions, if the people don't say, we're going to make this happen, we're going to get behind this guy and have the, his, his signs up, even handmade signs in the yard and, you know, do everything you can to really get somebody in, uh, there's, there's, I don't know where there's any hope because we'll keep getting the same donkeys, the same phony betrayers in office. That, that's why I'm down to the, we'll way down steam past that, I'm afraid, my brother. I'm with you on virtue. It was a virtuous, pretty much consent to the Ten Commandments society that granted the civility that we could vote. But in, in the meantime, we have people that are waiting on virtue. Now it's, can we stop them if they're criminal? Not whom to get next and whom do we trust, but how can we stop the juggernaut of what's clearly not just unvirtuous, but criminal? Yeah. We can't stop it. Um, it can know. be stopped, but it takes unity. And that's uh, part of the ploy that's going on here to create racial strife, to create, uh, you know, uh, financial difference, you know, with the rich against the poor well, and, and how, all how that. About if you remove the, how about if you remove the vote from those who will never pay taxes because they don't own property and don't own uh Income. If you have income or property, then why should you vote? I mean, that was the logic behind the original concept. How did that change to wage earners and everybody gets to vote? 
that's not a right. It was, it was really the privilege of those who had a stake in the outcome of government's decisions, those that owned income and property. Well, I, can, I, hear, you, I hear you there, but uh, but everybody has a stake in it because when laws are passed and, and the government uh, you know misbehaves or does well, uh, everybody's affected. So uh, your your argument is interesting. I don't know if I would go with that. I would have to really ponder that a lot more. <laughs> That's a big thing when you say that. Now, they take the vote away from someone who, who commits a felony or maybe a violent felony. I don't know the exact law. That's kind of interesting. That's if you're true. not going to follow the laws, if you're going to go around creating mayhem and hurting people, then you should lose your some of your rights. I, I kind of like that. You are clearly a gentleman, but I know downtown in Pacific Garden Mall, I went yesterday to a bookstore that will remain nameless, and I looked through all the titles, went downstairs to where all the heavy books are on. There was an entire subject missing, sir. It's logic. <laughs> and it's not, it's not much needed, and I don't want to name names, but you're such a gentleman, I want to thank you for this forum. I leave you with a thought. Is this Potterville? Is this what would happen? Is, is, is Obama Clarence, as Eric Erickson asked yesterday, is he Clarence and showing us what it would be like without America? Is this Pottersville now? I don't know. Maybe someone else will call and answer. We need some answers here, people. You're Thank holding you. out. Thank you so hey, much. Nice Thank call. You. Nice call, man. Right. Thanks for calling. All right. Some of you out there are holding out. Shame on you. You have things in your heart. You feel passion. And you're afraid to face humble Brian, the great on the air. No, you're most welcome, even if you disagree. Uh, call up and uh, and let your opinion be heard. We got a call here. Don't be holding back now. You call up. People need to hear from you. You understand? People need to know what you're thinking so they can know they're not alone. So they can know they're not the only one who's angry or the only one who has a whole different point of view. You don't have to call up and agree. So uh, we've got a call right here. All right. Very happy to have this call. Hello. Why are you bothering us? Well, I'm helping you. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, this is Gordy Boulder Creek. Uh, oh, hi, Gordy. Hi. Uh, I really appreciate you bringing up these issues here. Um, now, uh, Jan and I and some others attended a water board meeting last week. Uh-huh. I had one question and two parts. One when will we increase the water storage capacity of the system here in the San Lorenzo Valley? We essentially have no water storage system, no reservoirs, nothing like that. And we're going through a drought. Uh, but my question again was, when are we going to increase the storage capacity? And second part was by how much? I know the answer to the first one. We will increase the water capacity just as it should be done perfectly when we get officials elected who care. Yeah. Well, the reply that I got was first uh, from the operations manager. says, well, we fixed the leaks in some of the tanks, and we're looking at putting a little bit bigger tanks in. And so I rephrased the question by saying, I'm talking about the system. And with that, uh, two of the board members got very hostile toward me, which I expected, and I was prepared for it mentally and spiritually to take on their barrage. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them got off his haunches and yelled at me, we're never going to increase the storage capacity of this system. And uh, then when he went on a tirade, then the uh, chairman of the board, who calls herself President 
bang the gavel so loud that it knocked over some of the recorders on the table and shocked everybody. Uh, um, these people are psychopaths uh, at minimum, very dangerous. This is the kind of response you get from your government elected officials. Now, Gordy, they, where, where, what, what area, what, what district was this for? This is San Lorenzo Valley Water District. And they're the water board. They're the water board. So, they're so, the, but tell me, Gordy, why, why did you go up there and make make trouble like that? Why, why are you starting up a bunch of trouble there? <laughs> well, for twenty years, I've been trying to uh, get this system to work for the people here. Uh, they've jacked up rates. Um, you know, to build their palace. Um, they deny customer water. We're customers of the district, but we get no water. We have to truck it in now that all the springs have dried up. Uh, so they're not serving us. How, the, how do I know that they all have swimming pools? <laughs> well, I don't think any of them ever take a bath. You know, much less have a But that's pool. very interesting that they got so carried away and emotional, and they're supposed to be serving you. They're there for your benefit. They're there for the benefit of the people, but they seem to have the attitude that it's all about them and the way well, they Well, they're want. under grand jury indictment right now. Oh. And I did not bring that subject up at all. Mm-hmm. But somebody somebody asked the question. They said, well, um, you know, our lawyers advise us not to talk about that, but... Again, the chairman of the board, chairperson of the board, excuse me, uh, the chairperson said, well, I don't like the grand jury report using the word improper when it comes to the mismanagement of funds. <laughs> it, was mean, mismanagement, it was mismanagement of funds, but it wasn't improper. It wasn't really improper. Yeah, and then she goes on to compare with all the other bad water districts. Well, we're not doing anything different from them. We allow um, you know one person to handle all the finances and do the reporting without question. And the board says, well, we can't oversee every uh, expenditure. Uh, oh, that's what they're so, there so for. So are they saying that all the water boards stink then, that they're all uh, bad? So I, I, let's make this yeah. real clear. The San Lorenzo Valley Water Board is under indictment. Is that right? That's correct. And why? Because they're improper things, dishonest things, uh, money yes. money slipping, what? Yes. And in fact, that night where they 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 published, uh, see, this is their accounting uh uh, you know, the short sheet for the accounting uh, for the period just previous to the meeting. And glancing through that, there's blank lines with check numbers and amounts. It, well, what was this money going to? Well, there's, there's nothing there. doesn't tell you where this money went. They just wrote checks out, you know, and, and, and they got the numbers in, but they don't tell you what these things are for. And some of these are very significant numbers. You know, it's about $481 here, you know. Mm, uh, yeah, it adds up nicely. Well, yeah. well, Gordy, I think you have a lot of nerve calling up this station and, and making all this trouble and rabble-rousing here. Like you know that. what? I need to tell people, look, I've been through a lot of stress management. I have PTSD. I'm a veteran. Don't need to get into that. I managed my stress very well. I was expecting this. It was the last time I attended a meeting was about... Well, we're, we only have seconds left, but I want to say, see, you're a warrior. You're a warrior for freedom. You're a warrior for what's right. And that's what we need, folks. You but stand up to one them. One question, it freaked them out so much, I thought, they consider me dangerous. And that's good. 
okay? I can take their noise and their screaming, but when they went into that tirade, I knew I hit a button, and it didn't bother me one bit. When the phony betrayers think that you're a threat, it's a wonderful thing. It's a good day. Yes, it is. Yeah, Gordy. Well, good yes, for sir. you, man. Good for you. You, you got our respect. And thanks for serving. You're a better man than I. Thank you, Gordy. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. How are we How doing we- here, Aaron? We don't we don't uh, take breaks during the uh, Saturday special. Oh, it's just wild and wooly. We just keep on going. That's good. Well, folks, uh, call on up, uh, show your passion, talk about what you want to talk talk about because there are people that want to hear you. Now, see, Gordy called and gave a whole talk about how he confronted this uh, indicted water board, the San Lorenzo Valley water board that has been indicted for improper activities and uh he called up and got his say he got it out there don't hold back this is a time to be active this is a time to be brave and courageous and to believe in america if you believe in america you're not going to be afraid to call up and say what has to be said and make your point and bring things to light and let other people know they're not alone we've got a call here hello mom hi yeah is this mom no, this is Jan from SLV. Oh, okay, Jan. <laughs> Hello. I am a mom, but not yours. Oh. oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I wanted to um, back up Gordy, and uh, we had a very interesting meeting. Oh, we've been following the water district for, um, gosh, I don't know, it's been, I thought it was, I think it's about 14 years. So you were there. You were at that meeting. Yes, I was. Now, tell me, why did Gordy, why was he so unreasonable and terrible, and why did he make all that trouble with those sweet, nice people on the board? Well, he wants some answers. Oh, answers. He wants answers. Well, that's that's almost un-American. But anyway, go ahead. No, you're not supposed to question these people. They think they are the lords of the land. So what he described was accurate. They were unreasonable and irritated and slamming the gavel and just how how dare you uh, try to assert any rights. Margaret Bruce took total control of that meeting, and she whipped right through that agenda before people could really, you know, if you don't go every time, you don't know that in the beginning, if you have questions that aren't on the agenda, you better speak up right then. Oh, now, wait a minute. What was her name? Margaret Bruce. Margaret Bruce. And you don't think she she gave the attendees a fair shake there at the meeting? No, I think she pretty much, you know, ran through the agenda as soon as she could, and and I sometimes forgot to look for public comment. But but I wanted to mention that we do have a warrior uh, running for office against Mark Stone. Mm-hmm. Now, what's wrong with Mark Stone? Mark Stone, I call him Mr. Agenda 21. Oh, okay, enough said. Tell us about the guy who's going to beat him. Palmer Kane. K-A-I-N. He's running for the 29th District. And... Um, he has goals like um, on education. For our children's future, we must return California's education system to what it once was. Oh, so he's like all for Common Core, you're saying? No, he's not for Common oh, Core. Oh, he's not for Common Core. Common Core is not good? No, it isn't. Oh, okay, folks. You hear that? Common Core is not good, in case you didn't already know it. Uh, by the way, now, uh, this man's name is? Palmer Kane. Palmer Kane. Now, the way I remember now, now it. wait a minute, wait a minute. You say you want your country back. You say you don't know what you can do. Can you get a pen and a paper and write down the name Palmer Kane? You see, this is what we're talking about. This is being active. We're at war, okay? In little ways and big ways, we're at war. Write down the name 
Palmer Kane and talk it up to your friends and help the guy. Please go ahead. Yeah, and you can go to Palmer Kane. Again, the last name is K-A-I-N dot org. So palmerkane.org, and you can see um, some information about him. The way I remember his name is when you grab a cane, you grab it with your palm. You know, you put your palm ah, on the top Palmer of the cane. Palmer Kane, that's good. Palmer Kane, uh-huh. but it's K-A-I-N. Now, he um, on housing, he wants to end the moratorium on housing. We mm-hmm. need housing. Well, housing, you know, when they want to really check the economy, they, they check new housing starts, meaning how much construction work was there, how many materials were purchased, how many jobs were created. Housing is a big thing. It should, the right. Houses should be built, but, of course, in the right areas, you know, in the right way. Oh, that's right, yeah. for the right people. Hmm. And to um, crime, he, uh, his uh, information says to deal with the crime you upsurge caused by prison realignment, we must ensure our law enforcement officials can work effectively with citizens for a safer community. Well, somebody's thinking about the citizens. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian, the way I look at politics right now is if a candidate is trying to tell you that the frogs, the rats, and other creatures are more important than you, that's a globalist. If the person is trying to tell you that he wants to improve your jobs, your housing, your roads, and things like that, that's an American patriot, and you need to vote for him. Yeah, uh, Palmer, Palmer, Palmer McCain or Cain McCain? Oh, Palmer Palmer Kane. Palmer Kane. Yeah, I, you know, uh, if people are doing better, if they have jobs and the money's better, then, right. the, then the families hold together better. You know, and people are feeling better. And then they'll have more time and inclination to go out and feed the squirrels or think about how to be good to everything else around them. But when people are bitter and angry and their family's falling apart and there's no bread on the table, you know, there's an old Jewish saying, no bread on the table, love goes out the window. You know, that's so true. Yeah. So this guy is is running a, a, a battle here. He doesn't have much money. And like you said, you know. We've got to vote other people in. These yeah, people we, who, we don't need Agenda 21. So it's PalmerCain.org. What? That's right. PalmerCain.org. Palmer Look at his <laughs> website, folks. Look him up. See if you like what he's about. Even if you send him $5. What if, right. what if uh, a thousand people send him $5? He's got some money to work with, you know? So That's you, right. you, if you want to take your country back, maybe it starts with Palmer Cain. Thanks a lot for the call. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, here's that. Oh, block all. That's what I hit wrong. So, all right, we got another call here. I just, you're going to have to help with that, Aaron, because I can't seem to end the calls right. Okay, uh, someone here on the line. Who we got? Hello? Yeah, hello? 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 Yeah. Hello? Hello? Santa Cruz. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing around. Hello. Thanks for calling. Hello. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Hey, I wanted to comment on the Benghazi thing. Uh, last night I watched an interview with the authors of a book called 13 Hours, okay? The authors of the book are uh, three of the private contractors that were ordered by the CIA to stand down and not go help the uh, ambassador at the Annex. So okay. they, were they just three guys, or were they part of a team of a of a troop? They were part of a team. They uh, were part uh, of a team of five. The other two didn't want to appear, but 
the three have written a book, okay? It's called 13 Hours. 13 Hours. Okay, now, folks, just uh, in case someone doesn't really remember, it kind of went by. Maybe you're an early listener. Maybe you're not into politics and stuff, uh, news that much. The Benghazi thing, our embassy, American territory, was attacked by uh, some group over there in Libya, and uh, our ambassador was dragged and very badly treated and killed, and so are some of the heroes who were with him. And now, this fellow, what's your name? My name is Tomas. Tomas is telling us that there were three contractors who were with a, a small troop of good fighters who were ready to come in, and they were ordered to stand down. So please go ahead. So people have it very clearly what what went on according to this book, 13 Hours. Okay, so according to this book, what had happened was uh, they knew, they heard the fire. It lasted like they were not allowed to even leave by the CIA operatives. They were ordered time after time not to go there. Finally, one of the operatives says, hey, screw this. Those are Americans over there. And they disobeyed a direct order, and the five of them finally went over to the annex, okay, because the um, the embassy over there was in two parts, okay? There was the embassy, and then there was the annex where the ambassador was staying, which was like uh, two blocks away, okay? It, it seems to me that the CIA was responsible not only for the attack, but for the murder of our ambassador. They knew the whole time what was going on, and they would not allow a rescue to happen. I wonder, you if, know? I wonder if he knew or was about to reveal something very, very important. Who knows? You see, that's what I think. I mean, I mean, you know, uh, Agenda 21, you know, it's like our government, if you think our government isn't evil, well, then I got a bridge to sell you, you know. That's the bottom line. Even if Alex Jones is wrong about 99% of what he says, that 1% that may be true... That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. I know I say that too when I tell people about Alex Jones. I say even if half of what he says is true, I mean, it's like it's it's outrageous, you know. So thanks for bringing that. See, now you just did something as an American. You called up, you let people hear this, and you told them about a book called 13 Hours that maybe uh, some of you folks should take a look at because, uh, you know, it just uh, serves more to document what's going on. And Hillary wants to be president. Thanks a lot for the call, buddy. You're welcome. Good day. Good day. Hillary wants to be president. Mm -hmm. Hello. Anybody home? Yes. Hi. Uh, Good morning. Who's this? this? uh, Thank you for the fantastic show, which is actually more essential than fantastic. Thank Uh, you. What's your name? My name is Fox. I'm in SoCal. Okay. Hi. And uh, my battle, my fight that actually was brought to my doorstep but I have chosen to embrace is with the uh, Human Services Department. Oh, don't get me started, Fox. Don't get me started. Okay, go ahead. uh, CPS, which used to stand for Child Protective Services, is now Child Procurement Syndicate or Mm. Cruel, Sadistic, and Just Punitive. I'm hoping that anybody and everybody who has ever had an issue with this department will file a grievance, 
for an investigation with a grand jury and lean on their stupid advisors, I mean supervisors, to correct this and work with their legislators to change the laws that allow them to abuse families and children the way they do. Okay, you know, now, there's a problem when people, you know, just you or just someone else is listening now and they're saying, oh, damn, right, what they did to my cousin or, oh, what they did to my sister, what they did to my neighbor. and You know, there's a, a whole volume of horror stories about this out-of-control organization that the number one priority is to grab children. Grab them, you know, find some excuse, messy house, rumors, you know, one photograph that slipped through that may, you know, that, uh, you know, like uh, I know a couple had a, a, a baby picture of the baby on the rug with its little behind showing, you know, nothing lewd or vulgar. And, and they took that and blew it all up and made the, the behind the whole picture and tried to make a case against these people. I mean, it's just it's just really out of control, even manipulating evidence. So here's the problem. Problem. You're one person, and maybe there are 30 or 50 or 100 others who feel the same way as you. But one, 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 nobody can get anything done. We have to find ways to unite. Do you have a website or any place where people can reach you? And you We're get... working on that. And when I say we, I've got other grandparents and other families. All right. that... You need to have a place where people can reach you. I would have announced it now on the air. We would have said it three times. And you folks can come together. You get 50 or 100 people together working hard which then becomes 300 or 500, and then you come with some punch. We have to unite. We have to come together, everybody, on all these issues and join together on this issue. That Different people have different interests. The American people have to become active. It's good to be able to call up and complain, and you have let a lot of people know that they're not alone. And it's yeah, very and good what you did. Go to the grand jury. Go to your supervisors. Go to your legislatures. We are, our group is growing in numbers. Uh, there's What's the a, name of your group? Um, we're just basically the Gorilla Grandmothers right the now. Gorilla Grandmothers, that's good. Let's go with that. The Gorilla Grandmothers. Get someone to make you a website. Gorilla Grandmothers. Call up, call up, uh, uh, you know, one of the GoDaddy or something and reserve that name right away. It'll cost you ten bucks. Reserve the name. Get someone to make you. Don't worry. It has to be a big fancy website. Get someone to make you even a skeletal website, some place where people can connect and start getting that website out. Next time you hear me on the radio, you call in and we will announce that website and we'll start getting hundreds of people in because this agency has to be taken to task. This agency has to feel the might and the power of the American people around its throat. Yeah, and they need to spend less time covering up their sins and children that are being abused and they have knowledge of it and they do nothing other than uh, work on covering up their tracks instead of dealing with the situations. Yeah, if everything was looked into fully, there would be some real horrors that people wouldn't believe. Thanks a lot for the call. Excellent. Thanks for being brave and calling in. Good work. Betcha. Bye-bye. Hello, is this Cousin Larry? No, this is uh, Uncle Ron. Oh, okay, that's good. Hi, Uncle Ron. <laughs> Hi. You have that money that you owe me? Uh, actually, <laughs> I gave it to you already. You forget. Uh, well, I'm getting up. I'm getting up there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, I I'm Ron Cabot. I'm running for Congress, and I'm running against Sam Farr. And I just wanted the uh, people in the audience to know that the first time in eight years 
Sam is actually going to have a debate in Monterey County. And oh, this is good. He'll be debating me at the Steinbeck Forum. Okay, when Sam tries to say about, uh, you know, how he cares about the oceans when he starts to bring that up, uh-huh. you say to him, well, if you care so much, uh, why did you give away our, our coastlines and our coastal waters off the coast to the U.N. or try to? the to? U.N. I don't know exactly how. Mm-hmm. You could bring that up, you know, when he says that. He okay. once said, there's bounty in that ocean. Yeah, well, why'd you give it away, Sammy? Who are you working for? And that's a good line. You ask him over and over. When you make a good point, then you say, who are you working for, Sam? Because you're not working for the American people. There, I gave you some gems, right? Well, that's exactly what I'm going to try to establish during mm-hmm. the debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be on September 24th. I don't know if it's going to be televised or on the radio. I do know that we're going to have six uh, journalists there asking us questions. All right. What do you think about the Constitution, quickly, in a few words? Uh, I think the Constitution should be upheld. And you would, and, and when you take your oath of office to defend the Constitution, to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, are you going to stick to that? Are you going to remember that? I did that when I was in the Army, and I did that when I worked for the federal government with the IRS, and mm-hmm. I intend to do mm-hmm. it again. Okay, yeah. so here we have someone who's already served in the Army, who's a better man than I, who's uh, who's uh, already, uh, you know, given service to the country, and he wants to serve more. Now, what's your name again? Okay, my name is Ron Cabot with a K. I'm a certified public accountant. Ron Cabot. What's your website, Ron? The website is simply carmelron.com. Carmelron, carmelron.com. So, folks, you want your country back? You want things to get better? Here's a chance. You've been electing Sam Farr over and over and over. And those of you who don't vote out there, you also have been electing Sam Farr because you don't get yourself out there and vote for someone who's better. So if you don't vote, you're voting for Sam Farr. So what's your name again? Ron Cabot with a K. Ron Cabot with a K needs you to go to his website, Carmel, what is it? Carmel Ron. CarmelRon.com or org? Com. CarmelRon.com. CarmelRon.com. So the least you can do is go and look at CarmelRon.com. You folks have been electing, or some, maybe not all you listeners, have been electing uh, Sam Farr over and over and over. Is anything getting better? Has he done any good thing? He probably did a good thing here or there for appearances or for the, the, the agenda. Are things getting better? You elect Barbara Boxer over and over and over. Where is she? Where is her voice now? Where is Sam Farr's voice? With all this trouble going on, you don't hear a peep out of them. Not a peep. And they're supposed to be your representatives. Those of you who voted for them and those of you who didn't vote, which is voting for them. So get out here for, what's your name, sir? Ronald Cabot with a K. Ronald Cabot with a K, and that's CarmelGuy.com. Carmel Ron. Carmel Ron. Carmel Ron. Carmel Ron. CarmelRon.com. CarmelRon.com. Take a look at his website. Give him some support. Sam Farr can be defeated. Sam Farr can be defeated. It's about time. Let's get behind this good soldier. Thanks for calling, buddy. Thank you. Right. Bye bye. All right, that's how it's done. That's how it's done. 
You fight the good fight. You believe in America. You believe in the higher power. You never give up on freedom. You never relinquish your freedom. Because coming up here, uh, I heard uh, uh, some station played uh, a, a recorded clip that a man had. And it was an African-American man. And the police came to his door. Bang, 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 bang. And he said, can I help you? And he had his phone on. The police said, get that thing out of my face. He said, it's just a phone. Get it out of my face. He said, it's just a phone. You know, uh, I'm recording this conversation. And the police said, open the door. We have to come in there. We're looking for somebody. And he said, there's nobody in here. You open that door. Open that door right now. Bang, bang. He said, uh, uh, do you have a warrant? Do you have three pieces of, of identification to show me? Because that's what the law requires. I'll drag you right out of there. Blah, blah, blah. He said, not without a warrant. He said, you go get a warrant. We're looking for, we got to get in there and see. He said, there's nobody in here. He's not here. He's, he's not in here. Go get a warrant. And over and over, the cop tried to, to browbeat him and threaten him. And he just kept saying, get a warrant. Get a warrant. And the cop gave up and went away. And he had it all recorded. I heard it on the radio. That was a patriot. That was a patriot. That was a guy who had the guts to stand up for freedom. If they come to a neighbor's door, it's just them against the neighbor. For some, you know, foolish, unfair, un-American thing. But what if 10 or 20 other neighbors all come to that door and stand around and say, why are you taking our neighbor away? What's this about? Oh, you disperse. You can't be. This is a free country. We have a right to stand here. Let them arrest the whole crowd. That's what we did. That's how we ended the Vietnam War. Now, somebody took me to task about it on a different show when I was with Scott Gold. Uh, on a show, and and uh, and I said, well, I I lost my recording contract with Clive Davis when I got arrested uh, in Washington D.C. protesting the Vietnam War. Now I wasn't doing anything violent or crazy, but it was a, a situation I'll tell you about. But uh, does anyone think that was a good war? Does anyone think that was a righteous war? Uh, I don't like communism. I, I do not like communism. Uh, the dream, you know, the, uh, the idea of it is a nice idea, but it's never been done right because like any good thing, the rats, the, the betrayers, the evil, desperately wicked people, uh, connive and murder their way to the top. So communism becomes a very easy way to tyrannize a people. So I don't like communism because, uh, it depends on human, uh, human goodness and, and the kind of people who lust for power aren't going to be good. But, uh, I hated that war. I hated that children were being blown up. That was my main thing by these cluster bombs and all. And I, I felt like I wanted to stop it. So I wrote a song called It's Raining Bombs on Vietnam. Uh, Every day is a hurricane. All the clouds have gone insane. It's raining bombs on Vietnam. And I went to D.C. and I sang it at the giant happening, you know, like the Forrest Gump scene, you know. And uh, then afterwards, I was uh, walking on uh, Pennsylvania Avenue, and uh, across the street was it was we, they had police barriers on our side of the street where there were hundreds of people looking, and there were all these Quakers, like 250 Quakers, sitting, not even blocking the sidewalk, and they had signs, you know, Nixon is not a pacifist, and they wanted to end the war, and they they were completely within their rights, but they were a big embarrassment to Tricky Dick, so. Uh, the police had them cordoned off with the yellow tape and on with megaphones. If you do not disperse, you will be arrested. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking, man, this is America. What are they doing? And they start dragging these old Quakers away, dragging them because they wouldn't get up. And they're dragging them. So uh, I circulated through the crowd a little and I said, uh, a bunch of us are going to go duck under the barriers and go join people 
join the Quakers and get arrested with them. And so uh, I waited a few minutes, and then I ducked under the barrier, started. There I am in the middle of the street wondering, am I going to get beat into the ground all by myself? I looked on each side of me, and there were like 60 or 80 people, a whole wave of people coming across the, the, the uh, street with me, just regular people who had guts and who believed in freedom. It was a great moment. And we went and joined the Quakers. We all got arrested, and I wound up in the cell with the, with the elders. And so the government agent come. I'm right there hearing the conversation. And he says to the elders, all right, we're going to bus you over to the courthouse and uh, uh, you just pay a $10 fine, plead guilty, pay a $10 fine, the judge will let you go. And the elders say, uh, no, no, we were within our rights. We haven't broken any law and we're not going to do that. So he goes away, he comes back, he says, okay, okay, uh, forget the $10 fine, uh, just plead guilty and the judge will dismiss it and let you all go. And they said, no, no, uh, we're, we were completely within our rights, and we're not going to do that. We're not going to plead guilty. And he goes, so he goes, comes back again. I'm there seeing the whole thing. And, and, and he says, uh, okay, okay, uh, we're going to bust you over there, and the judge is just going to let you go. And they said, well, there's one other thing. And the guy says, oh, what? You know? And he said, uh, you see, our religion doesn't allow us to honor any one man more than another. So when the judge comes in, we can't stand up. We can't stand up and honor him. We can't do that. So the guy goes, oh, okay. So we get bussed over there in the morning, and we're all sitting in the courtroom. The judge comes walking in uh, to his place, and, and uh, the bailiff yells, The Honorable, da, 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 all rise! And the judge was busy looking behind his chair as if he had dropped a pencil or something, like he was looking for something. He never saw that no one stood up. That's how he handled it. And I loved my country at that moment. I loved America. I thanked God for America at that moment. That we won, that freedom won, that, that, you know, righteousness won. And all the Quakers, including myself, we were all released and we walked right out of there without pleading guilty, without paying a fine, and without standing up for the judge. I just did what they did. I would have stood up for the judge. I don't care like that, but that's, that's their way. And that's what's great about America. We had so many people in Washington, D.C. They ran out of jail space. They had no more room to put anyone anywhere. So many people went there and got arrested. We didn't have to break windows. We didn't have to try to attack policemen or soldiers. We didn't have to be violent and crazy. We just went there and asserted our rights. And we stopped that war. And that's what can be done in America. It's still a great country. We still have the Constitution. Do not buy it that the government has all the power now. And people have to kowtow and you better watch your step. You have to join together. If they arrest one, they have to arrest a arrest hundred. If they arrest a hundred, they have to arrest a thousand or five thousand. You don't have to get violent and crazy. You have to stand on the Constitution, stand on your rights. When I protested against a rotten bank at 41st and uh, Capitola that almost destroyed my little business that I built from nothing, and they came in and tried to run over me with a, a big chargeback that was completely wrong, completely unfair from a year ago, and it was all a lie and wrong. And I stood up to them, and I went and stood on that corner in an Abe Lincoln costume with a sign, Shun this evil bank. It was Bank of America. Shun this evil bank. And another sign, B of A kills small business. And, and, and my friend was there with a sign, Hunk if you hate B of A. 
and their cars were honking. It was like a New York traffic jam. It was great. Finally, they, you know, they settled. I got some money. Not nearly what I should have got. But I fought them and I beat them and it was great. And one policeman came over to me and he said, oh, we got a report. Wait, wait, how many signs you got here? We heard you're blocking the sidewalk. Mm, I had no signs blocking the sidewalk. I said, just two. This one that's here and this one leaning up against there. And he looked and I said, I'm just out here asserting my rights. And the cop leaned in and said, you're good. He said, I was in the military. And he went away. Praise God. Thank you. America is a great country. You stand on it. You demand it. You fight for it. Do not let them turn you into some scared little third world peon. You're an American. You have rights. And, and if you want your country back, you join with others and you fight them. We got a call here. That's all I'm going to say. Hello? Yep, Brian, Rory. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, Rory. Thanks for calling. Hi. You bet. Hey, just on the on kind of the global, you know, thirty thousand foot overview. I I agree with you in many things, and and this country does need to repent because we've been given much and we've squandered our birthright. And each each generation has to reassert and stand for the freedoms that we've been given, or That's we'll right. get rolled. We'll just get rolled over by evil at every turn. So yeah. the one thing I will say to all those out there that don't like the immigration uh, lack of policy uh, enforcement in this country or the way it's being handled, you have to be for life. You have to be for the life of the unborn. Part of the reason we're having trouble in this country with with so many illegals coming in is because we've killed off over 55 million of our own citizens before they ever had a chance. And this is a great evil, and it looks like you're getting away with it at first. But there's hell to pay. And so I just want to throw that out there. All right. So yeah. so are, are you are you trying to say what goes up comes down? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Look, I, we're at the end of the hour. Great call. Thank you very much. Got to run. Thank you, Brian. Good. Take care. All right, folks. This is just coming to the end of the show. Just remember, remember your, your blessings from God with the inspired constitution that we have. We will keep our rights. We will keep our America. We will keep our free, independent country. We will keep our constitution. The American people will prevail. We will never surrender. That's the spirit you need. That's what you need in your heart. You cling to it. You demand on it. You insist on it. And make, make America as great as it can be. So, uh, I don't know how, we out of time here, Aaron? Thanks to Aaron. Oh, he's shaking his head. This clock must be wrong. Thanks to Aaron for doing such a great job. But you gotta raise up your spirit. The spirit of America is your goodness, is your, your passion for freedom. And freedom is the issue. Anything that goes against freedom, any leader that goes for anything that is against freedom, you got to call them out. Barbara Boxer should get constant calls every day. How come you're not speaking about that? How come you're not speaking about that? How come we don't hear a peep out of you? And the same thing with Sam Farr. What are you doing? Where are you on some beach somewhere? You at a restaurant somewhere? Why aren't you speaking out? Why aren't you yelling about this and that and the other thing? We're disgusted with you. You gotta go after those leaders. You gotta, you gotta call them up. You gotta send them messages and you have to organize against them. Back the little guy. Watch out for the phrase. Oh, don't throw away your vote. When you vote for the, the ones brought in by the fat cats, you're throwing away your votes. When you vote for the ones that are brought in through the established system, you are throwing away your vote. Find some 